Good evening, fellow Americans. Um, this is John Day with the Weekday Bugle, and today we're going to talk about um, um, Vladimir Putin again. Um, there's an article that I want you got that I want to read for you all. Um, but you know, the the war in Ukraine hasn't really gone very well for the Russians. Um, the past week or I should say I should probably say two weeks things aren't going too well for them at all they haven't gained too much they may have captured all, almost all of southern Ukraine um they, they've captured Kurt they've they captured um Kyrgyzstan Oblast about um about a, almost a month ago or maybe three weeks ago I'm not sure but they captured um, almost all of southern Ukraine and I think they're um, pretty much starting to give up on capturing Kiev and toppling the government. So apparently the Kremlin has officially um, outlined their new goals. And it seems like they're giving up on on central and western Ukraine. They're, it seems like they're focusing on eastern Ukraine. So they're, they're trying to harden their control in Donetsk and Luhansk in eastern Ukraine. So they're trying to harden their control in the Donbass region. So they're trying to stiff out all um, sniff out all the resistance there. So it seems like the Russians are um, pulling back a little bit, but they're still continuing their invasion. I'm sure they'll probably continue to push from from the east. I'm sure. The question about um, what is Joe Biden's policy aims regarding the Russian Ukrainian war. It's still unanswered. Nothing in these NATO meetings suggests a Reagan-esque We win, they lose. Biden's press conference in Brussels was so vague, ambitious, and bewildering and incoherent that it probably left Vladimir Putin smiling. And of course, he left some remarks to U.S. troops in Poland. I'll let you guys, um, I'll let you guys determine what, what, what you think. So Biden said, you're, you're going to see when you're there. You're going to see women, young people standing in the middle in the front of a damn tank saying, I'm not leaving. That's what Biden said. I quoted it word for word. When you're there, does that mean we're sending troops into Ukraine? The White House motorcycle full speed to run to, to run that one back later. But why did Biden say to say it? It's part of his incoherence and bewilderment. To quote my guy, Guy Benson. That brings up Biden's confusion about deterrence. Again, at his news conference, he denied sanctions would deter the Russian invasion. So why do it? But wait a minute. This His top security advisors disagree with him, right? Where does Biden come up with any of this stuff, really? You know, you got to think about it for a minute. Excuse me, I had to take a sip of my drink there. So Biden said this. Now, this is just kind of like a flashback. All right. Biden said, I did not say that. In fact, the sanctions would deter him. The sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. The president believes, uh, so, so Jake Sullivan had said this a little while, uh, a, a few weeks ago, before Biden had said this at his conference. That just happened, I think it was yesterday or maybe today. 
Jake Sullivan said this a few weeks ago. The president believes that the sanctions are intended to deter. He said that. I think Jake Sullivan and also Anthony Blinken had said that something similar to this when the invasion had not happened yet, but it was seemingly imminent. And yes, as of now, it has happened, obviously. And Anthony Blinken had said this. Anthony Blinken, Blinken, Blinken said this. The sanctions are designed to, in the first instance to try and deter Russia from taking further, further aggression from a, from engaging in a massive invasion of Ukraine, which is underway still. Blinken also said, the purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. So, Biden's top guys for national security disagree with him. And they said this weeks ago, and Biden said, I did not say that the sanctions would deter Russia, which um, which he has, he, he said that in the past, I'm sure. So now he's just in, he's in flat out denial. As far as helping Ukraine is concerned, so far there's no announcement of transferring the Soviet MiGs from Poland to Ukraine or the um, S-300 anti-air missiles from Slovakia to Ukraine, which... We remember. No, I'm sure you all remember that they were that they, the Ukrainians, these brave Ukrainians, were denied the MiGs that they need to fight uh, the Russians. President Zelensky made a tough speech, asking the NATO alliance to do more. You can give us one percent of all your aircraft, one percent of all your tanks, one percent. Well, well, well. Guess what, guys? Biden didn't come up with the 1%, nor did he even slap sanctions on Russian oil and gas. No, I think he did. Nor did he call for secondary banking sanctions. Nor did he suggest escrow bank accounts to hold European energy, import cash, and prevent the financing of Putin's war machine. Slapping sanctions on a bunch of Russian politicians is no meaning. Kicking Russia out of the G20 is of no importance, which I see that. It makes sense, but it doesn't mean anything. It sends a meaning, but it, it sends kind of a message, but it just doesn't. It doesn't actually do anything. It just kind of puts a sad face, puts a little sad face on Putin's face. But he just really does. But it really doesn't. He really doesn't care because you know, even though he's made his country a pariah, he's made his country a pariah nation. But he doesn't care. As long as he's still getting the money to invade the country that he's always wanted to wipe them off the map and, and absorb them back into Russia. He's always wanted this. Zelensky wants military hardware and financial assistance. And when, and when we give it to them, we slow walk it at best and the U.S. does not comply with Zelensky's request. Zelensky's a world hero, a man of incredible courage and leadership. The Ukrainians are showing incredible bravery and courage in fighting off the Russian hordes. Truly, the world, the whole world has to come to love the Ukrainians and their leader. I do not believe Joe Biden's foreign, foreign policy really wants the Ukrainians to win. I think he prefers a standoff, a stalemate, which many of you probably have heard that as of right now, this, the war seems to be at a stalemate. And it really is, kind of. The Ukrainians are starting at doing a counteroffensive against the Russians to take back some land that they've lost. They're trying to take back Kherson, and they're trying to pick, take back the um, eastern regions of Ukraine. 
I think he is intimidated by Vladimir Putin. There's no we win, they lose. There's no tear down this wall. There's no evil empire going on here. Although Putin wants to create that, he wants to recreate that evil empire. I'm sure he does. Finally, if Biden and NATO Europeans want to do something that concrete against the war criminal Vladimir Putin, then I have one suggestion. Seize his yacht. A $700 million luxury yacht that everyone knows is owned by Putin. It's it's more than Marina del, del Caria. Off the Tuscan, off the Tuscan Italy coast, it's four hundred fifty-nine foot feet long, and it's it's called Shehirenzedi. I can't even say the name right because then that's a mythical Persian prince, uh, prince uh, queen. It's it is horribly furnished. It. It's obscenely expensive. It's Russian crew members are so fed up with Putin that they've left their jobs and it's time for Joe Biden to seize it. And he really needs to. The government needs to seize that thing. Uh, that sent a little bit of a message. The U.S. has sanctioned Putin. NATO has sanctioned Putin. Italy has sanctioned Putin. Everyone sees, everyone's sanctioned Putin, right? Except Russia's allies, of course. They don't have much, but they still have some. Sanctioning means seizing assets. Putin is a corrupt oligarch in addition to being in addition to being a war criminal and of course a corrupt president. So Joe, seize the boat. Ding the dinghy. Do something to punch Putin right in the face, and more importantly, develop and spread the narrative that Putin has stolen money for his yacht and Lord knows what else from the Russian and working people. He may he may be worth a couple hundred billion dollars. Who knows? He I mean he's been he's he's been siphoning money and gas, probably and probably lots more over the years. And the word is yes, he's a war criminal. He's committed crimes against humanity, but he's also a corrupt, crooked kleptomaniac who, after serving in public offices his whole life, has enough money to buy a seven hundred million dollar yacht. I'm telling you, if the guy's a fraud, he's a, he's a bad, he's a he's an evil man, he's a killer, and he's a crook. He's completely corrupt. That's a narrative the U.S. and NATO should be pushing, and I'm sure they and and, and we are, we are, not that we should, but we are. That seven hundred million dollar yacht is proof positive, which reminds me of a fabulous hit Broadway show that people of a certain age will well remember. It was called. Fiorello. I don't know what it is. Again, I'm quoting from an article. For some of this, anyway. And unfortunately, the mayor himself has seemed to be a bit of... seemed to have a bit of corruption problem himself. Mr. X, may we ask you a question? It's amazing, is it not? The city pays you less than 50 bucks a week. And yet, you purchased a, pri a private yacht. I'm surprised, Your Honor. Must be joking. Any working man can do what I have done. For a month or two, I can simply give up. I, I simply gave up smoking and put my extra pennies one by one into a little tin box, a little tin box, a little tin key unlocks. Right, Mr. Boone? A, a little tin yacht. A little tin yacht. Yep. 
I put my extra pennies in a little tin yacht that a little tin key unlocks to the tune of a $700 million yacht. And probably a, a fortune of a couple hundred billion dollars that you stole from Russian working folks. If President Biden wants a copy of the lyrics from Fioro, we are happy to oblige. And But yeah, the war in Ukraine it hasn't made much progress in the past couple of weeks. It hasn't made much progress at all, but the Ukrainians are finally trying to do, a, do an offensive against the Russians, and that's great. They're truly showing that they're ready to face off against these Russians, and they're so they're they're proving to the world that these Russians, that the Russians are, they, their 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 morale is totally even eaten up right by right now. Many of the soldiers are figuring out that they're not being welcomed with flowers like they were told. It's really it, it's quite it's crazy though. Um, what's going on? But it seems, but it's obvious. But it seems like you know many Russian soldiers are. Some of them are refusing to carry out orders, and they're openly voicing their hatred against their superiors in Moscow. It's crazy. I'm wondering when the Russians are going to be tired of this, and they're finally. I wonder when the Russian people are just going to be tired of it and just finally try and get this guy out. I'm just curious. I'm. I'm not. I'm not calling for anything. I mean, I kind. I kind of am, but. No one's going to hear me. No one's going to hear it. I mean, people heard Lindsey Graham a little bit, but people tried to jump on top of him and say he was escalating the situation. To those who are afraid of escalating the situation, the situation's been escalated since Russia started this crap anyway. Like, but we shouldn't be, like, going in there to fight. Not yet, anyway. We should be doing everything we can to not go fight in a war against the Russians, but... Even though I do have some confidence that we that we would beat the Russians, mm. even though I mean I'm confident that we probably would try would at least try and beat the Russians, and we might we we might we could succeed we could, they may have the larger army but we've got a lot of good people in our we got a lot of good folks in our army, I'm sure, good strong people who can do who who can do great things. But my confidence in this administration is pretty much com has been pretty much eroded since they even got since they took out the Keystone XL. I mean, I already knew that this administration wasn't going to be any good. I already knew there hasn't been too much good that they've done at all. Not much. And they've really taken a one a one size fits all approach to meds when it comes to COVID. They've done that. You know, it's get the vaccine or else. It's get the vaccine or else we'll fire you from your jobs. Or submit to woke defund the police movements or else we'll can't or else where you're gonna get canceled. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then the T and then the. Woke teachers unions. Totally indoctrinating our kids. Indoctrinating Amer uh, entire generations of American kids. It's just, it's insane. Now, these woke indoctrinating professors and teachers, they're not gonna get, they're not gonna get to me. I'm already developed. They can't, they're, they're 
They can't touch me. I'm untouchable. Okay? I'll put that out there. Okay, now, some of you may come back a couple of years later and see that I've changed. I hope not. I hope that does not happen, because it probably won't. But, I didn't care. No, I hope I didn't just jinx myself there. But, if I come back and I'm acting a little strange, and y'all come and ask me, has some, is something different with you? What I'm going to tell you is, no, I haven't changed. I've always been the same. My politics have always is always gonna is always gonna be the same. Okay, it's a, mine's always gonna be the same. I'm gonna tell you this: they have changed, not me. They've changed because I'm always gonna be because my politics will always be the same, pretty much. I'm moderate on some issues, but I'm I'm conservative on a large vast majority of them. But yeah, the situation's gonna be the situation in Russia is just this is all it's all getting bad. The war in Ukraine, though, is just collapsing. You know, the Russian the the Russian war efforts is pretty much collapsing in front of Putin's eyes. Really, it's collapsing in front of our eyes. You know, I mean, sure, this might warn of a hark of a third world war, but or maybe the end of the world. I mean, Putin's threatening everything else, threatening the West with everything he's got, and calling us names every other name under the sun. But Things are not going very well for Putin, and I hate to break it to you and the, with the Putinite wing of the Republican Party and the Putinite wing of the Democrats that sit there and blame the conflict on race and socioeconomic status. I hate to break it to you guys, but those of you who sympathize with Putin or are you guys trying to turn this conflict into a race issue, I hate to break it to you, but that's not to you, to you lefties out to, to, to the lefties out there like Joy Behar. The Whoopi Goldbergs, the Joy Reeds, all those on MSNBC and, and, and Constipated News Network. I'm telling you, it's not going to go too well for you guys. You're on the wrong side of history. You know, I'm not going to say, well, I mean, you just, you, you, I'm not going to say you're on the wrong side of history. I'm just going to say you're an, you're, your exclamation of the conflict ain't going, it, it's not going to resonate well because I don't think people care if this is a racial issue, and it's not. It is not a racial issue on this conflict in Ukraine. It's that that's that's total the, the narrative that they're pushing on CNN and MSNBC that this conflict the only reason that the conflict is getting attention is because there are white Christians under attack. It's BS. Don't listen to that. It's it's a bunch of crap. And listening to Joy Reid, it'll get you in. She's gonna she's gonna get you into trouble. You know she's one of the biggest hypocrites I've ever seen on news on national news. Okay. Joy Reid is she. Joy Reid is is the embodiment of of reverse racism, in my opinion. Many of you guys might agree with me, but Joy Reid is just, she's absolute trash. And MSNBC has tried to cover her trip. Every time Joy Reid's wound up making a mess, MSNBC goes right behind her and sweeps the mess up and just tries to defend her at every turn they can. Remember a couple of years ago where she came out with homophobic and anti-Semitic comments and they tried to cover her back and say that it wasn't her? Joy Reid came out and said, It wasn't me. Someone hacked my account. <laughs> and put and put out these tweets or these comments on my blog. 
Yeah. Okay, sure, I believe you. She's out there trying to cover she's out there MSNBC's out there wiping wiping her. Just trying to pick it, just trying to protect her. When they they, they should have fired Joy Reid years ago. I mean she's proven again and I mean think about it. Every night she goes on TV and spews out hate against you know they she goes out and complains about hate against African Americans, but then she goes out and spews hate hate speech every every single night against Caucasians. She goes blam she blames whites for everything. Okay, she goes out and she blames whites for all the sufferings of African Americans in the country, and then she goes around and she bl- she blames everything under the sun. She but, and the biggest thing she talks about is the, the, the number one, the, the, the center of her show is based on racism. No, I'm being serious. Listen, you just hear me out here. She literally takes, she's like a scientist. She, she literally takes a, the formula to her show is racism, okay? Like, she takes simple issues like the taste in food maybe i know it's a dumb analogy but the taste in food she could go ahead and say um something stupid like spaghetti tastes different to african americans or and it ta- it tastes better for whites but it tastes terrible for african americans because of, because of ingrained racism in food <laughs> she could say something dumb like that but like you see what i'm saying she takes Simple things, and she turns it around into and, and turns it into race bait. That's why we Republicans and conservatives go out there and brand her as the race as the race as the angry race lady, because she goes around and takes some some things that have absolutely nothing to do with race whatsoever. And then she goes around and uses crazy Marxist polls that and studies that say that that try and back up her point and use crazy Marxist polls to try and go ahead and to try and validate her claims. And it doesn't make any sense. None of it does. Hey Daisy. But this is it's crazy. I mean, she should have been fired a long time ago, but MSNBC won't do it because she's, um, I mean, she's a big staple on MSNBC, I'm sure. But Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg, they're pretty big on those on those types of shows. But, I mean, Joy Reid's ratings are terrible. Remember? I mean, Joy, Joy Reid, her ratings are just absolute trash. They're terrible. I mean, her. I mean, look at this. She claims that attacks against her are racist, right? Think about it. She calls, and you know, anyone who criticizes her, she and, and if the, and if they happen to be white, she goes ahead and she accuses them of racism automatically on the get go. If she knows that her accuser is white, then she goes ahead and she labels them racist. 
with no with with no evidence to back any of it up. I mean, she's just like Tucker Carlson, okay, with um him trying to support Putin. We all know that, okay. Now, I love Fox News, don't get me wrong. I'm a conservative, I love Trump, I love this country, I love it all, okay? But Tucker Carlson is just way off the grid, okay? He's going out there, and I don't know if he's purposely putting out propaganda from the Kremlin or what. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's just the fact that his ideas align with the Kremlin's indirectly. I don't know what the deal is, but I've seen clips of him on Russian state media with the Channel One logo, and this is on YouTube, and it's not just YouTube, it's everywhere. He's exposed, okay? He's a, he's a, He's been exposed. It seems like he's been exposed as a Putinite. He might be a Putinite. He might just be a Ru or just a plain out Russian sympathizer, or just some random guy who just simply um, spews out stuff that seems like they align with the Kremlin's views on things. And the Putin and the Kremlin, Kremlin is this, and the Kremlin's is using it to their to, to the to the advantage of uh, Putin. They're just using this stuff to the advantage of Putin. But I mean, and I've heard that Tucker Carlson wants to get an interview with Vladimir Putin personally, in person. And this kind of just even this kind of shows how just disconnected the guy is, or just how out of touch he might be with something. But of course, no one's that more out of touch with anything than um, um, Biden or Vladimir Putin. You know, no one's more out of touch than these two. But. But I mean, look at look at Joy Reid's salary. I mean, she she talk goes on TV on MSNBC every night on her show, the readout, the readout with Joy Reid. And and look at this, she goes on night, she goes on MSNBC every night on her show. Every night, okay, to talk about racism and how much she hates white people. This is what she does. She this is she she has built her entire career off of this. And you know why the MS why why the news and why the fake why the deep state and the and then the and the leftist media won't sit, won't do anything about her because she's got because she's got privilege on her hands. Okay, she talks about white privilege, right? She talks about all this, but yet and then she goes ahead and um, automatically accuses you of being racist if you are white and you wind up criticizing her on any means by any way you criticize her and she'll accuse you of being racist if she knows that you're white and it's even worse if she knows you're a republican it's even worse like that but she goes on there and talks a bunch of racist bullcrap all night and then she gets paid 1.5 million dollars a year her net worth is about $7 million, and that's according to The Sun. I thought it was CNN, but apparently not. I'm wrong. It's The Sun. I cite my sources. She $1.5 million a year, okay? $1.5 million. And her net worth is about $7 million. That's a lot of money. All on talking trash about another race, Okay? She claim, she puts out all this stuff saying that oh we are we African Americans are so unlucky we get treated like crap every day 
there's racism everywhere. Everything that happens against us is racist. Now, I'm not I'm not denying that racism is a thing against African Americans. It's very real, okay? Racism. But what I'm trying to put out is racism is not... It does not just affect blacks, okay? It does not just affect Asians or Hispanics. It affects us too, okay? It's the racism it encompasses everyone. Every race, it encompasses all of them. One race hating another, hating another, loving another, hating another, or just having one race benefiting another. You know, one person, you know, one person benefiting this race over this race. Or discrimination, things of that nature, or just outright hatred of a race. Okay, that's what that that that's what, what it can encompass. It doesn't just encompass them; it encompasses us too. Now, a lot of the media portrays racism to solely be perpetrated by Republicans, um, which certainly far right militias are part of this um group. And they truly are racist. If I, if I, if we get, if you catch my meaning, yeah, they are racist. Okay, there are real racists, just like those in Kiwan, some of those, and many of those in the QAnon movement. Um, the Proud Boys, other neo Confederates, neo Nazis, like maybe the Azov Battalion, which of course they're now fighting for their lives in Ukraine, but still. You know, I, 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 even though they're just, you know, their views are just abhorrent, I suppose Ukraine needs all the fighting force they need, even if they're extremists, which of course Biden has refused to donate anything to the Azov Battalion because, because they're neo-Nazis, of course. They're not giving any money to Nazis, and I wouldn't give any money to Nazis either, but a lot of, you know, if you, you read into the Azov Battalion, um, you know, Anyway, I'll probably I'll probably try and dedicate an episode to the Azov Battalion in the come um, next week when I come back on the show. I'll try and dedicate an episode to them, so I can try not of course dedication like I'm praising them. I'm gonna dedicate an episode so I can explain the Azov Battalion, their origins, what they are, how far their neo-Nazi views go, and see, you know what they are, what their origin story is, and what they view, and what their views are, which, obviously, you can assume that they're probably awful, and I'm sure they are. They probably are terrible. They have disgusting, sick, twisted views of society. It's disturbing. But, they say, but allegedly, many of the people who join the Azov Battalion don't join because they're attracted to far-right nationalism, because the Azov Battalion is one of the largest um, paramil is one of the largest paramilitary organizations in Ukraine that support Ukraine and national Ukrainian nationalism against Russians. And then they got integrated into the Ukrainian uh, army, I think, or the National Guard or something. So therefore, they've been integrated into the government, and that's what that is partially what um. That's the small grain of truth to Putin's claim, which is just, it's unfortunate, but that's the little, the, the tiny little bit of truth that it's got. It doesn't have any heart. Other than that, it's got absolutely zero. It makes, other than that, Putin's claims of denazification make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Other than that, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, you know, for MS, for MSNBC to keep Joy Reid on there, it just doesn't make any sense. I think she should be out off the show 
And look, she claims, she goes around talking about white privilege, but yet she's got all kinds of little privilege on her tiny little hands, or on her tiny little, on the, she's got more privilege on those fingers than she claims that whites do, okay? Think about it. This woman went to Harvard. She went to Harvard, and I'm sure she went to, I, she, this, this woman went to Harvard, okay? She's got a lot of privilege on those hands. And she's got a lot of ridiculous, radical leftist ideas in her head, I'm sure. And I know she, and I know so. But she's got a, a ridiculous amount of privilege on her. And they won't say anything about her, which for reasons that I'm not going to say. Because, you know, she's a liberal. And of course, you know what else I'd say, but... But... And I mean, you know, just the same thing like most people were reluctant to criticize Barack because, you know, just like what, a couple of years back with Obama, man, so many people were so reluctant to criticize him because they would automatically be lambasted as racist because he was the first African-American president of the United States. And so many people were just so prone to getting attacked because they um, criticized Barack. And it happened a lot. It happened a lot. Even if you criticize him on the slot, on the slightest thing, even the smallest mistake that Barack may have made, and you wanted to just give him advice, you were accused of being racist. Why? Because he was the first African American president of the United States. So nobody wanted anyone to criticize him. And it's the same thing going on right now with Judge Jackson, with um, with Katanji Jackson, with Katanji Brown Jackson. Same thing going on with her. First black female judge that will that that could be appointed to the Supreme Court if nominated. Well, she is nominated, but she's not there yet. She's not confirmed. Same thing with her. You criticize her even to the slightest thing, or even trying to give her advice, you will be slandered as a racist for simply questioning her views, for simply questioning. What she does, or her how she rules on things, you get slammed as a racist. This is what happens when you do identity politics. Hear me out here. Again, we need to go back to a system based to a higher to a system of choice based on merit, based on merit, your skill, and your quality. You quality. You got to be qualified for the job. You hear me, Judge? You know, Katanji Brown Jackson couldn't even define what a woman was. Hear me out here. She couldn't even define what a woman was. Now, don't get me wrong. You can hardly define it these days. <laughs> you can hardly define what a woman is these days. Am I right? Yeah, I guess so. Like we had a biological man who uh, won some um champ some NCAA championship, which. I wouldn't consider her the winner. I consider those that 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 young lady, the second place one, the winner, because that was a dude that won that. That was not a woman. That was a dude. I don't care if she wanted to become a woman or not. She's a man. She got. She's got to face the facts, and face the biological statistics of her strength, because she was born a dude. And she will be. She will die a dude. I really don't care if she transitioned and says, I'm a girl now. I don't even think she's halfway developed yet. She doesn't even look like it. She still looks like a dude, but with a woman's face. 
I mean, Lord, like, come on. And she just wanted to do that. I don't know if it was because the guy um, was a terrible, was a bad sportsman. She was a bad sportsman in general. I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if he was weak. I don't know. I, before all this crap about Leah Thomas came out about her being trans and she's the first trans to, to participate in women's sports, you know, and all that stuff, you know. I Before that, I had never heard of Leah Thomas. Never. And that's not even her real name. That's not even his real name, okay? Leah Thomas, obviously, it's a girl name. So she changed her. So Leah Thomas changed his name to, you know. I mean, take a look, okay? Leah Thomas. Media are afraid to speak against Leah Thomas because of cult-like mentality. And really, it is. Look, oh my gosh, they won't even, I don't even think they'll tell you. I don't even think they'll actually tell you the actual name. Look, I'm on Wikipedia right now, and I know, and I know that, um, look at that, look at that. They don't even list Leah Thomas's real name. They don't even list her um, Leah Thomas's birth name. They don't even know her what name she was born with. Leah Catherine Thomas. You can see it on the face of this man that this is a guy. Wait, or was she born? Was was this person born a woman or was this a guy? I can't really tell. Look, she's six foot one inches. She's about as tall as me, a little bit taller than me. Ridiculous. <sighs> but this is just ridiculous, guys. Anyway. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and end this segment. I know. I go ahead and end this part of this episode. Um, you know, keep on listening if you like the show. Um, if you like the podcast, go ahead and keep on listening. I'm glad you got. I'm thankful for all the support for the show. Um, and I'll go ahead and uh, make another episode Monday. Sorry, I was absent yesterday. I just wanted to take a. I just wanted to try and take a break from the um, podcast just for a little while. Um, but. Anyway, I will see, I will talk to you all on Monday, and maybe we'll have a new story. And, anyway, thank y'all for listening, and this has been John Day with the Weekday Bugle. Y'all have a great weekend, and I will talk to you all again on Monday. Good night.